save yourself from this corrupt generation. The whole Christian idea is that the world is fallen, headed for destruction, and we need to be pulled out of that free fall. We must be saved. That's why we're here. That's why our young people are dressed so immaculately this morning. It's what it means to be Christian. Sometimes, I don't know if we fully grasp that reality, though. Some of us can be playing patty cake with the world. St. Peter, in our first reading, this is at the first Pentecost. Peter was exhorting them, Save yourselves from this generation, this corrupt generation. My friends, this world, this generation is corrupt. It's headed towards destruction. You have to save yourself from it. And if that time, the time of the apostles, was corrupt, how much more is our generation today? You don't have to look further than this past week down at our capital. Just this past week, our governor signed three laws, one to protect abortion rights, one outlawing conversion therapy, one protecting gender-affirming care. There's also one that will become law, which will legalize recreational marijuana use. I'm not going to touch on these specifically today. One or more of them may sound to you, oh, that's not too bad. But in fact, all of them are contrary to the law of God. They all are evidence of a very corrupt generation. But when St. Peter spoke about being saved from this corrupt generation, he wasn't just referring to getting baptized, repenting, having your sins forgiven, as that being all that there is. Yes, baptism is the first and most important step in that being saved from the corruption. But St. Peter meant more than that. He wasn't just referring to having your name included on the list being registered as a parishioner. No, he meant separate yourselves from this generation. Be different. Don't live as they live. Protect yourselves from being corrupted by this generation. Today we have 20 beautiful young people in front of us who will receive their first Holy Communion. Twenty beautiful, innocent souls who will encounter Jesus in the most profound way possible, the most intimate, the most personal way possible, this side of heaven. How do we protect their innocence from this corrupt generation? For a number of centuries... You may know this, that the age of First Communion was actually the age of 12. It wasn't until children were 12 years old that they would receive their First Holy Communion. However, in the year 1910, St. Pope Pius X lowered the age from 12 to the age of reason, 7 or 8 years old. And in doing so, he said this, When we look at the pages of the gospel, they show clearly how special was that love of children which Jesus showed while he was on earth. 
It was Jesus' delight to be in the midst of children. He embraced them. He blessed them. He said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For such, to such, is the kingdom of God. It is clearly seen how highly Jesus held their innocence and the open simplicity of their souls on that occasion when he called the little child to him and said to the disciples, Amen, I say to you, unless you turn and become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one such little child for my sake receives me. End of quote. St. Pope Pius X would say, Children who are in a happy state of innocence and purity of soul, who amidst so many dangers and seductions of this present time, have a special need of this heavenly food. He further added that he hoped by lowering the age of First Communion, it would bring about that children, even from their tender years, may be united to Jesus Christ that they may live his life and obtain protection from all danger of corruption. So if children a hundred years ago or so needed protection from the dangers and seductions, what about today? If their innocence a hundred years ago needed protection, what about today? Pope Pius X recognized that Holy Communion given at a younger age and more frequently would be protection from the corruption of this generation. Holy Communion is the shortest, surest, safest way to heaven. As your pastor, I am doing and I will continue to do everything in my power to protect the innocence of our children. Unfortunately, I think we as a church have resigned ourselves to the fact that our children will grow older, they'll get corrupted, lose their innocence, their purity, drift away from the church for some time, but then hopefully they'll come back. It happened to many of us, and so we resign ourselves to the fact that it'll happen to our children. But it doesn't have to be that way. Mortal sin is not a fait accompli, it is not predetermined. It is possible to go through life always in friendship and in communion with God. It's possible to maintain their baptismal innocence into their adulthood. When I was at my first assignment in Cross Lake over by the Brainerd area, on Tuesdays I would play hockey with a group of guys. And one of those guys, was his name was Kurt. And uh, he wasn't very good at hockey at all. In fact, at the end of our skate, I would always do extra drills with him, and he already always appreciated that I would help teach him a few things. Anyways, Kurt's son was in second grade at the local Catholic school. And towards the end of that school year, after his son had received his first Holy Communion, Kurt told me that he was going to have his son go to the public school next year. He said that, quote, he needs to get out of the bubble, end quote. And I said, wait, wait. No, third grade, nine years old, out of the bubble? 
You need to keep them in the bubble as long as possible. As you'll find out, being Catholic, investing in Queen of Peace, parish and school, being a part of this community, it's not just about protection, though. It's also about formation. Protection and formation. Here, coming to Mass, being a part of our small groups, our discipleship groups, being involved at our school, even just being present at our social events. Yes, it protects us from the harm out there, but it also forms us in the truth, the goodness, the beauty of the gospel of our Catholic faith. And so then when we go into the world, our daily lives, and encounter the corrupt generation, we know how to deal with it. So when our children finally grow up and have to leave the bubble, they're formed well, so they know how to recognize the lies. They know how to confront the evil. They know how to navigate the dangers the world throws at them. At Queen of Peace, it's not just about protection from corruption. It's about formation in Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. Peter was calling the people to be part of this new group, this church, the way, at that first Pentecost. Scripture describes how the first Christians in those days, how they lived the communal life and held everything in common. They shared life together. Our generation is a corrupt generation. If it was necessary for the early Christians to save themselves, to separate themselves from that world and live community together, how much necessary, more necessary is it for us today? Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Out there, that's the wide gate. It leads to destruction. The narrow way is here at Queen of Peace Parish and School. It is hard, yes, but it leads to life. It's hard to live intentional, counter-cultural community. But it is here, and it's life-giving. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. My friends, we must continue to build a Christian Catholic culture here at Queen of Peace and School. We must protect the innocence of our young people. We all must invest more of our time, more of our talent, more of our treasure here. Our community needs to be stronger. We need everyone. We need you and we want you. Save yourself from this corrupt generation.